all things that have been on our hearts and minds, the good, the bad, the concerning, or uplifting, or just straight talk. We're your hosts, Kimi, our passionate heart, yeah. and Jeanette, our mind, a chronic overthinker. Let's get into it. All right, please, let's get into it. Time to do the checkup. How yes. Was you, how you doing? Okay, you know, <laughs> I can't complain. Another week has passed and, yes. you know, um, just thankful to God. He's brought me through another week and, mm-hmm. you know, everything is okay. Like nothing really to write home about this week, which is always good. Yeah. Not- um, it's just been, you know, I got to go into the office this week and, How you know, is it when you go into the office? It's been so long since I've been into an office. How is it like? Like, what's that experience? Um, it's a good experience only because my office is like, I'm the only one there. Okay. okay. So when I'm in and so it's good because you have full reign of everything in the place, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But sometimes it can get lonely, you I know, can imagine. Yeah. Sometimes it gets lonely because it is only you, mm-hmm. you know, but just the human interaction on the way to work oh, yeah. in yeah, the yeah. elevator, just that is nice itself. You know, the people at the building that I work at, they're very nice. The security people are very nice people because I'm not the type that won't talk to just about anybody. I feel like we're all human beings and we oh, yeah, you're, all if there's deserve- one thing I know about you, you're good with people. I call you a people person. Well, I think so. You know, you're not the only one that has told me that. Like my fiance, you know, he's told me the same thing and Mm -hmm. my mom. And so I kind of got into a a career that helps people. Mm -hmm. And since I was a young kid, I've always been like that. Like I'll talk to anybody because I don't care who you are. I don't care your background. I don't, you know, lots of money, million. I don't give a, I don't, I don't really care. So Mm -hmm. I'll talk to the janitor right up to the CEO Mm -hmm. the same way. Uh, And so it's nice to have that human interaction nonetheless. And so it's nice going into an office that's quiet. That too, because it's like you're in an environment where you can be productive, but you also don't have as much distractions of a full office and then on top of that, like all things considered, we're still in the middle middle of the panini. That's the reason why we can't even go to our office regularly. So I kind of feel like that would kind of always be in the back of your mind as well if it was like a full office. So yeah. I guess it's like kind of makes it it's more productive. But um, it is. It's it good. is. Yes, I think it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's not. Um, it's not because, like I said, when I get into the office. I have full reign of everything. I don't have to share anything with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to sift through papers to see which one's mine. And, <laughs> you know, like a lot of time is being saved. And, you know, the day before, like the night before, I'm a strategist. So mm-hmm. I like to think of my strategy before I even get to the office. Like, Smart. what do I need to tackle right away? You know, and having an office that's empty, it's like getting that plan done is is you know easier than most days when you know you would have an office full of people but either way it was a good week <laughs> nice good how Glad about to, you happy how to hear you? it how are you doing um you know it's it, it, i think i've said this for the past few checkups that we've done together but the year needs to slow its ass down slow down i'm, Please. I'm, I'm it's like thanksgiving tomorrow like I it's can't. literally october next week 
and oh, we're you know we record a week we record this Saturday before the Wednesday so by the time you hear this it's gonna be it's literally October this week right? so um yeah that's the only thing but I mean yeah otherwise you know pretty good positive things happening and to interject on that mm-hmm. I was listening to the radio the other day and I swear to you. I heard something about Christmas and, oh, Lord. I, and, and Christmas this. Oh, and Lord. That. And I'm like, brethren, <laughs> chill, brethren, chill. can we have the Thanksgiving first? Like, I can't with this whole Christmas talk already. Reverse, reverse, retreat. <laughs> retreat, retreat. I can't. We can't. We like, let's just, let's at least, please let Thanksgiving happen. happen you know what I'm saying? I heard Christmas talks on the radio. Christmas. I was like, what? No, we're not doing that today. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other you know, so um yeah, it was a pretty good week. Nothing crazy happened this week. Um but I have, I have, I have my next week I have some days off, so maybe I'll do something, but this week was just work, work, work. Yeah, so okay, since we're doing okay, we're getting through life, we're surviving. Yes. And I hope all of those listeners out there you're having a good week too. Yeah. And both me and Jeanette want you to know that we're thinking of you guys out there too and we hope you have a beautiful week and an upcoming week that's just as beautiful so just put that out there to all our listeners we're gonna Mm. get we're gonna get through 2021 everybody we're gonna do it it's it's almost done (laughs) it's It's almost almost done done, pretty much blink too hard and it's done (laughs) okay (laughs) so headlines okay so i just wanted to start with the day before, the day after we recorded, the Emmy Awards happened. And, you know, I'm a film and TV junkie, so I always know what's on the up and up. And I like to keep on track on, you know, what people are watching, what's doing good and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't typically typically watch awards, but I recently installed IPTV at home. Um, so I basically had access to live TV, which I normally don't because... I don't. I'm a cable cutter. I don't pay for cable. Don't believe. Yeah, I cut that. Cable. Cut that out of my life. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, back to the. So I watched the Emmys, and this year there was a lot of black shows and with black writers and black actors um, nominated this year, and you know for good reason. There was a lot of great shows, and I think it was definitely an increase and in above average representation in you know that category. Yeah, because the Emmys is scared. They're scared. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You don't want no boycott. Yeah. Room they canceled. Here. They already canceled the Glo- Golden Globes, so the Emmys needs to be <laughs> on the up and up. <laughs> okay. They're so they, shipping. they definitely had their great nominations. I was actually happy when they came out a while back in the early summer. I was like, this is actually a really good. They did a really good job with the nominations. I felt like every show that was nominated was mostly deserving. But the main thing I want to kind of tighten up on and just to make note of is. A lot of those, unfortunately, all our favorites. Everybody, there was a lot of talent. Even um, I was upset that um, The Handmaid's Tale didn't get any wins because pretty much when it comes to drama, The Crown is the reigning show in that category. They mm-hmm. pretty much got everything. And then Ted Lasso controlled comedy. So barely any, there was a little bit more gaps in in the comedy section. But mm-hmm. in um, The Crown, it was like, damn, um, they did not let anybody, they did not get off on anybody's neck. So unfortunately, people like Michael K. Williams from Lovecraft Country um, mm-hmm. didn't win. He wasn't deserving. But, you know, all those categories 
um, were really, really stacked. But I just wanted to call out Michaela Cole because she won for Best Original Writing for Unlimited Series. And that was a show that I was really annoyed with with the Golden Globes last year because I don't even think she got nominated, more or less <laughs> won anything because mm -hmm. she made a groundbreaking show called I May Destroy You that was on HBO or HBO Max. Either way, HBO mm -hmm. for me has been killing it when mm -hmm. it comes to content. And um, it's pretty much trigger warning. Um, the show is about us getting through the uh, sexual ass assault and kind of healing and dealing with the post-traumatic stress of obviously being sexually assaulted. But it was very original. It was like a mostly black cast, uh, great acting, great writing. And I was really happy to see her get her, her due. So anyway, that was Emmy Awards that didn't mm -hmm. really deliver on representation when it comes to winning. But the ones that did win were more than deserving. Yeah, okay. we're supposed to be happy with the nomination, don't you know? <laughs> I know, right? That's a, well. We're that's, supposed to be happy with just that. <laughs> we are, but I must say, I must say, honestly, hmm. the shows that did win or the people that did win, they they deserve to win. It was just, mm -hmm. tough. it was really, really tough competition. Mm -hmm. Um, but there were some categories where any one of these people could win. But you mm -hmm. know, that's how that's how the cookie crumbled. Mm -hmm. uh, now going on to Jeannie Mai, Miss Jeannie Mai. Actually, she's not Miss anymore. She's Mrs. Jeannie Mai Jenkins. Je Jenkins. Jesus. You know what? I said Jenkins, but I is it Jenkins? I think it's Jenkins because I swear I've heard her say that name. So I believe it's Jenkins. I believe I, it is. Yeah. I felt like that was just my automatic response. And I'm wondering, yeah, it is Jenkins. So I was right. It's Im embedded in my mind. So she announced this week that she is expecting a child with her new her new husband. Sir Jeezy Jenkins, and <laughs> I think you know everybody's happy for her, but it, it, it's more than the average pregnancy announcement because everybody knows the reason why um, she got divorced from her husband. And you know, she was very public on the show. I remember that was a viral video of her talking about the fact that she divorced her husband because he wanted children and she did not. And she, mm -hmm. you know, that they went into the marriage with that agreement. And obviously he had a change of heart. Now seeing everything as how everything has been happened since she's announced it, I think it was definitely more he than that. He probably thought he could change her opinion. No, I think it was definitely more than that. I feel like, yeah, she probably said that, but there, obviously there was a little more underlying things I feel that happened. Because after she made that announcement, which again, congratulations to her and uh, Jeezy, he was on Instagram under the post because a lot of people were calling him out because obviously it's embarrassing because she literally said she got a divorce because she wouldn't have kids with the, her current husband, her ex-husband. And then he turned around and had two babies. He's on his second baby, okay? Yeah, he did. He didn't yeah. waste no time. Nope, yeah, well, you know, if that's why you're getting divorced, I would expect you to jump and get that going. And then, um, yeah, but that was a 10 year marriage. Yeah, I but think I, there's I some healing think... that has to happen. Yeah, before we jump. We, well, we, no, we, he yeah. was obviously just focused on babies. So I think if that's your goal and you and that's you're desperate to do that, desperate enough to just end your 10 year marriage, like you said, and move on very quickly, obviously, that was the that was really heavy on the mind. <laughs> and so, which is fine, that's you know, we're all human beings, do what you need to do to make you happy. And so anyway, somebody called him out on Instagram and they called him out and they basically said, I definitely, um, her first husband must be, pro is probably biting bricks and screaming right now. He commented back and said- Yes, he did comment back. 
Oh, you, you saw the comments as so. well. <laughs> yeah, he. I upgraded from trash to treasure a long time ago. Best decision I've ever made. Congratulations. Being truly happy is an awesome feeling. Love my little family. So you see the nasty nice. There was a nasty, a lot of nasty nice, and well, it wasn't. There was a lot of nasty in that first opening statement. Yeah, and then he's trying to, you know, soften it up with his nice. Yeah, but, but you're being like. That pretty much told me what I needed to know. Like, I already kind of guessed it. Yeah, you're bitter Betty. Like, stop. I feel like there was a lot more to their bad marriage than the kids. I think that was a major deal breaker. But I feel, I'm getting the feeling that there was no lost love there. Or no love lost there. It's crazy because she actually had a, uh, she did, she was pregnant before. But the pregnant, she miscarried, I guess. Um, so hopefully praying for her that she has a healthy and healthy baby. And yeah, she looks good. well along though. She looked, yeah, that's maybe that's why she waited, which makes sense. You should, you know, after you go through that, you should kind of keep it quiet. Yeah. So. She probably waited, you know, four or five months. Cause she looks like she's at least six months pregnant. She does. Like yeah. I know that she's a petite girl. Mm-hmm. So her belly is going to show, you know, more than if you're not petite. Yes. But she looks like she's well in six months pregnant. Like, I don't care what nobody tells me. I agree. Yeah, she looks well. That along. baby's about to pop in a few months. Like, stop. Smart, which is smart of her. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, Gabriel- oh, but one thing I wanted to say about that before we move on from mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. is that, you know, I wish you all the best, Jeannie Mai, in your pregnancy. Congratulations to you and Mr. Jenkins. Um, however, you know, never say never. Now, I do understand that she feels safe as she said mm-hmm. on the reel when she delivered the news to everybody that she feels safe in this relationship. And I'm glad for her that she feels safe. Take never out of your vocab. But anyway, mm-hmm. go on. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Okay. So I was going to say Gabriel union has been going on a heavy media tour promoting her new book where she gets very personal about, you know, her personal life and things she's been through her professional career, <laughs> her professional career, as well as her very public relationship with um, Dwayne Wade. So one of the clips that have been circulating around a lot is that I, I saw on social media is she made a comment in an interview where she said that she would never, she says the person she is today wouldn't have stayed with Dwayne Wade after he got another woman pregnant and you know she's talking about perspective and and Mm -hmm. wisdom and to explain why she you know they further ask why she she married him in 2014 the me today would not have stayed with him but would i be who i am now with that without that pain that fiery explosion that created life and light that the advice i would give to myself now would be to leave you don't have to do this you don't you don't think you have an option, but you do save yourself. So that's heavy. That's intense. That's deep, especially for her husband to have to read and hear. Yeah, but she. I think one of the things she's been saying on her promo tour is that, you know, I really, she really wanted to be, if she was going to write a book, she wanted to be as real as could could be even if it hurt she said she's done years of therapy where she's at she was at a point she felt healthy enough and safe enough to obviously put these deeply personal things in a book and um let the world for everybody to read for everybody to read and something Mm -hmm. else that she she said that i wanted to get your opinion was one of the things i've learned about giving advice is i don't take advice from someone about anything that they haven't succeeded at Mm. so So if you're going to ask me, a divorced woman who has had a gang of relationship challenges about what you should do in a relationship, you already failed. 
I can give you my could've, would've, should've, but at the end of the day, I didn't. So be careful when and who you ask for advice about what to do in that moment. And why that quote kind of grabbed me, because I'm like combining with the statement that she made about if she was her woman she was today and she wouldn't go back to, to him. I was like, that this, you know what? This, these are two different quotes that are telling me a story. And the story I'm getting yep. from it, the story I'm getting it is from is that some friend, family, or somebody friend of me um, was up her tail to be like, girl, don't leave him. And um, I think she's kind of looking back on that and being like, what kind of advice was that? And, you know, <laughs> are you But the obviously- thing is, is that you, like, mm-hmm. from what I take from what she just said in her statement, you should already have this. Like, she's not a, a spring chicken. Like, let's mm. just get there. Yeah. Okay. She's not a spring chicken. She's not, you know, uh, naive mm-hmm. to the world. Mm-hmm. And so you should already be going into whatever you're in, whatever it is, with discernment. Yeah. So you can only take people's opinion grain of salt. Like you you can only, you know, people are going to have their opinions and that's great. Especially if you ask them or you solicit them from your family and friends, they're going to give you their opinion, but you yourself have to have discernment. Yeah. That's a good point. Especially at your age. Like you didn't get married when you were a teenager, you got married, you know, well into your thirties, almost 40. So, or in her forties, I think. And so I say that to say, that's obvious, Gabrielle. Mm-hmm. That's 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 that kind of obvious. Like when we're talking young kid, then that's words of wisdom right there. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking a grown ass woman like yourself, I don't know. Maybe that's a reminder. But for me, it's kind of like an obvious thing. You don't go to someone who's been divorced to ask about marriage advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or, or who's never been married or had a healthy family. right. I mean. Like, or had a healthy relationship because you, you could not have been married, but still have had yes, I agree. long yeah. lasting, mm-hmm. you know, or long relationships that were healthy. Mm-hmm. So your opinion is still valid, but you always have to take it with a certain, you know, depending on the, the person, yeah, you know I, what I mean? But I think the key word you said is discernment. That is yes, like one of those words in age, life. She should you... have discernment, mm-hmm. you know? So when she's, when she's getting this advice from people, she has to take that all in and compile her own opinion. But go on. I mean, kudos to you, girl, for spreading the word out for the young the young cats, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, mm. no, I think, you know, she's just being candid. She's always been kind of candid with her personal life. So, um, but I found that really interesting considering, yeah, like you said, she she faced really deep embarrassment when when they when they separated um he went and had a baby on her um after they tried so long to try and have a baby together so but anyway the book is called you got anything stronger and it's released and um if anybody reads it or has anything to say about it tweet us or uh email us and let us know your thoughts mm-hmm. we'll read the, we'll please read them on do because I want to know if I need to pick up that book. I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's pretty juicy, but I kind of feel like I know the story. I'm you know maybe she's gonna get real real, but I feel like the real juicy bits are kind of out out in the media right They're now. They're already in the media. Yeah, because like, I already got. She's see those... making money off of it now. Oh yeah. So moving on. So I just wanted to say, um, this week we had our election, and I just wanted to call out that uh, Trudeau won again. Um, Trudeau, Trudeau finish the job, Trudeau. 
And uh, he did shit. <laughs> Trudeau boy, Trudeau, Trudeau, Justin Trudeau. Well, anyway, a lot of people are kind of have been crit- up in up- arms about him. Yeah, there um, was already a lot of criticism going like when he called the election. But I mean, yeah, I the man got rocks in his head, top guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what what thing uh, which crazy to me that I found out in all the post election interviews and stuff is that I did not know they spent over six hundred million dollars election Canada million dollars okay for this, in the for this midst election of a pandemic to get the same government that we had which is pretty much liberals are a majority and the conservatives are the minority of government again so they don't have full the liberals don't have full control of the um i want to say senate but it's called something else here i'm sorry I, I bad bad canadian politics education i've been listening to so much u.s news you know uh, what uh, I mean? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> parliament, Parliament. Parliament. That's what I mean. <laughs> oh yeah, I was, I was trying to figure out what you were trying to say. So I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. So check it out of, in Ottawa, everybody. There goes um <laughs> over six hundred million dollars to get the same government that we had in the but, midst of a pandemic. Yeah, we'll put it out there. Yeah. So a lot of people are kind of people were pissed, but I think there's when seeing that number, even I when I saw that number, I was like, damn, yeah, we could have waited a year or two. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, can we get out of the hard times first? We're facing like the fourth wave, Bridget. Like, we don't have six million. Six hundred million dollars for waste, <laughs> and that was a waste, real waste. Um. Okay. Uh. So that's you know that's going forward. That's the Canadian government for now. And now we're gonna jump over to Miss Chloe Bailey, one of our favorite young mm-hmm. stars. We've talked about her a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. And so I was just bringing this up because it was funny. It's kind of it was you know it happened a few a couple weeks ago, but I thought it was funny. We wanted to share. So there are rumors of Chloe. Bailey dating future, the one and only <laughs> Mr. King Dundada baby daddy. <laughs> he... Make a baby and ditch the baby. That one. <laughs> yeah, that one. The same one. Um, you know, Miss Sierra's ex, ex of Miss Lori Harvey, ex of about a whole bunch of um, oh, well, pretty young girls. Women. He's for the streets. <laughs> He's for the streets. Yeah. So anyway, what was funny um about that is she was on her live and somebody was asking her again. And her response in classy Chloe Bailey, <laughs> she's like, um, yeah, I don't know where that rumor came from. Someone asked me if me and Future talk. A wonderful fella. <laughs> and she had the nerve to respond, oh, no, he's a wonderful fella. Never met him. I've never spoken to him a day in my life. And I died. Wonderful fella? Fella? What man to work. I was like, I'm wow, you, you know somebody's not attracted to you when they call you a fella. fella. That's all I got to say. <laughs> she just puts you in, not even the friend zone, bro. Like, <laughs> she just puts you in the old man zone. Oh, See? yeah, fella? Ooh, that's got to hurt. I'm sorry, that's got to hurt. <laughs> yeah, but when I saw her, when I saw the clip of her, her, her denouncing, her dating him, <laughs> I said to myself, you... You know, first of all, she looked kind of robotish. I don't know. That was just my take. But uh, she was very clear. She was very concise. Mm-hmm. She didn't mince words. She told you about the fella. And she didn't know him. Okay. <laughs> she didn't know him like that. And I was very impressed by her yeah. and how she, as a young girl, you know, dealt with the 
this nonsense because she's been getting a lot of backlash and criticism. Mm. Oh gosh. And yeah. I understand, you know, it comes with the territory though. I'm sorry. Ask Beyonce. She'll tell you mm -hmm. it comes with the territory. That's why she has a beehive. Take care of the thing before it even reach her. <laughs> you see me? Yeah. So, um, Chloe, it's good that you addressed it and I'm glad that you addressed it. Um, because you don't want people mixing up your name that you're trying to, you know, you're trying to become this big star. You don't want people to mix up your name with, 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 with future. Really and truly. We see what happened with Lori Harvey. Every time they talk about Lori Harvey, they mention future. Oh, so gosh. yeah. So you don't, don't want go your, there, girl. your name mix up and blend with him. So no. okay. he's not a man of caliber. Yeah, Sorry. we got a we got a little chuckle out of that. Um, so moving on, we had talked about um, Michael K. Williams um, passing, uh, you know, on our past episode. I don't remember if it was last. I think it was a week before last. And mm -hmm. um, they finally um, released the cause of his death. Mm -hmm. And because when we talked about it, we weren't sure. What there were rumors we're of drug. Yeah, we're, there's a lot of speculation. But pretty much now, they ruled it a accidental overdose involving fentanyl. Wow. Um, acute intoxication by the combined <sighs> effects of fentanyl, P, floral fentanyl, heroin, Lux. and cocaine. So everything that's, to just stop your heart. Okay. That, that, yeah, like that's a, that sounds pretty deadly to me. That cocktail right there will stop your heart in its tracks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't know he was doing fentanyl, but unfortunately... Probably, it was laced. It was probably yeah, laced. Yeah, but the fact that he was doing heroin and cocaine, damn, son. Right? <laughs> Like Ooh. the fact that you're doing that, it's like, did you want to stop your heart? Like that was, those are heavy drugs. Yeah. Heavy, heavy drugs that will just, you, you, that's a, that's a, a remedy. Like that's a, a potion for a disaster as we can see. So. Yeah. Um, so, but RIP sad. Michael K. Williams, you know, it's, it's hard. I feel like once, once you're an addict of any nature, I won't, you know, there's much more different addictions than drugs and alcohol, but any addiction, it's hard to kick, and I'm sure he had moments of clarity. But you know, when you fighting addiction is a lifelong battle, and um, mm -hmm. unfortunately, he succumbed. But we hope that he's resting in peace. Yep. And at peace with the, you know, in life. But listeners, take heed on what happened here. So, if you know anybody, or you yourself is involving with heavy drugs like cocaine and heroin and tape, please understand that these drugs out here are laced. He didn't know none the wiser. Now he's six feet under. Hmm. So, you know, just careful out there, everybody. Careful. Yeah. They're going to lace everything right down to marijuana. They're going to lace with fentanyl, Bridget. Jeez. So, oh, that's scary. You have to just easy on tech time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just easy on tech time. Learn from these uh, sad moments, you know? Okay, mm -hmm. so music news I wanted to share... Um, I saw the few the Fugees, the refugees, aka Miss Lauren Hill, Praz, and Wyclef Jean, um, are celebrating the twenty fifth anniversary of their album The Score, and they will be having a tour. And um, you know, they already had kind of like a a, a quick pop up to kind of launch it. So this is music news. Music news. Yep. Yep. Mm hmm. Okay, and, Ms. Um, Lauren. Mm -hmm. It on. was, uh, you know, it's exciting to see that because we know that the the members of the group have a very contentious relationship. Yep. Very uh, much. For 
good reason. But mm-hmm. it's like for nostalgic reasons and for music lovers and hip hop lovers, this is like amazing news. We ne- we never thought we'd see the day we- ever. <laughs> I thought the Fuji's was done. I saw an old quote pop up from Praz where he told um a blog in 2007. He's like, before I work with Lauren Hill again, you will have a better chance of seeing Osama bin Laden with George. Dry. With George W. Bush and Starbucks having a latte, <laughs> discuss, discussing foreign policies. I was like, "Wow, Jesus, <laughs> easy!" <laughs> wow. So anyway, um, and then so um, yeah, people were tight. asking for um, <laughs> Lauren. Everybody wants to hear from Lauren. Nobody really. I hate to say it, but I mean. Yes, Wyclef is a, a great producer, and Proz had his talents in his own right, but we all know who the star was of that group. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just, like, I mean... Let's just put it out there and be I mean, real on this show right here. Yeah, we, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, you know, we could, we could, you know, give them their accolades and everything, yes. but we know who ran the group. <laughs> when people were tuning in for Fuji's, they were not tuning in for Wyclef. Or prize. They were they were tuning in for Lauren Hill. Like, let's let, let's just be clear. She carried the group, and that's why when she was having her first baby, um, Zion, they were telling her it's gonna end their career. Even those two members, yep, I know, in I her that. group, were yep. telling her that. You know mm-hmm. why? Because they themselves knew that she carried the group. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they were scared. Yep. But anyway, she made a quote. Uh, people, obviously, people are curious to what she had to say. So she said, the Fugees have a complex but impactful history. I yep. wasn't even aware the 25th anniversary had arrived until somebody brought it to my attention. And I believe oh. her. I believe that about her. Yeah, <laughs> okay. of course. Why should she? She, she went on to say, I decided to honor the significant project, its anniversary, and the fans who appreciated the music by creating a peaceful platform where we could unite perform the music we loved, and set an example of reconciliation for the world. Mm-hmm. So as I celebrate 25 years with the Fugees, my first memory was what we vowed from the gate. We would not just do music, we would be a movement. We'd be a mm-hmm. voice for the unheard, and in these challenging times, I am grateful once again that God has brought us together. Yep. So that was a very classy quote from yep, this But she's yeah. always like... like- that's Lauren for you. Like she gonna take care of you one shot. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and she'll keep it real too. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's gonna take care of you. So that was going to him as well, who was, you know, making that comparison to Ben Laden and um, Prez. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I mean yeah. that was in two thousand and seven, so that was probably one. It is, but he's really still salty, so she had to put him in check. Sorry. Well, but I don't think it was a very. Respond- again. She's a. She's a wordsmith, as far as I'm concerned. She, she can, is, yeah. She knows how to use her words well to describe exactly how she's feeling, but in a very tactful way. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what she just said. She just put him and his Ben Laden and Bush example to shame. Yeah, but because she didn't come and attack him, but she addressed him very well, if you ask me. Yeah, but that's what wasn't that quote was like a recent quote, and Praz's quote was from two thousand and seven. So I was Still, just trying to show that you're gonna they're... compare. You're met, Jeanette. Yeah. What was happening at that time and era? Yeah, I know there was like a lot of contention for you to make that com- kind of comparison. Yeah, that was intense, but yeah, that was the heat of everything. That's when she yeah. knew she was gone. They were like mm-hmm. screwed, right? And that's why she waited twenty five years to put your backside in a spot. 
Thank you, I think Lauren. she was addressing a lot of people in that quote. Yes, she was. Okay, he so was they're saying them. that they had the <laughs> pop-up concert, and of course, everybody was wondering, you know, are they going to start on time? Uh, you know, Lauren, <laughs> she's up on black people time for the business. She's not even on black people time. She's on her on Lauren Hill's time. <laughs> she's, she's on a whole other level. So, um, so you know, on Instagram, I saw that was the main question when they were like talking about it in the shade room. Everybody was asking, "Were they? Did they start on time?" And, and unfortunately, I hate to report, <laughs> supposedly the show was supposed to start at like say eight or nine, and they didn't come on until ten or eleven, depending. Jeez. It was definitely two hours late. Two hours late is a That's number. A, but everybody should know if they're going to anything that has Lauren Hill's name attached. <laughs> You know, I can you actually camp out for the two hours, Virgin. Like I can actually literally attest to that because I went one time. Um, I went to a Lauren concert when she was here with Nas, and uh, I was like wondering. Everybody was like, "That was a joke." All of us who went to the concert were like, "I wonder if she's gonna be at time." Um, the thing is, every I think the whole show it wasn't just her. The show started. They had the opener, and the opener was actually um, um what's that reggae singer that um Barry Salmon. No, no, no. He's a young guy. He's from um, Spanish Town. Um, Chron- oh, yeah. Chronics. That's what I meant. Chronics. Yeah. We love a Chronics, man. Yeah, we love him. I wanted to say, because he was opening, and I was like so excited. I was like, what? This show is crazy. Chronics, Lauren Hill, and Chronics. Nas. But anyway, she, she, I feel like the Nas stayed on just a little longer, just yes. because, just so she could set up. That's my thing. I mean, I didn't feel like we were waiting for her, but I feel like he probably did two extra songs because... <laughs> he knew. things needed to get right <laughs> chronics probably knew he's probably like yeah man she's gonna be late Bridget. she'll be late just, just run on next song see <laughs> so that was that was super exciting to see and um i guess we'll hear more once the actual concert starts but that was just like the preview preview show i guess mm-hmm. okay and then finally before we move on from music news fat joe and uh ja rule had their verses and i did not even know that that was happening like neither I did like, i that was huge like that's one i would have tuned it if i knew it was happening i definitely would have jumped in you know i never stay on them too long but at least jump in to see what's going on and uh yeah it was like epic because like when we were in high school these were the guys mostly mm-hmm. ja rule i'm sorry but Fat yeah Joe no ja rule had it down locked yeah like so 50 you know, came about <laughs> So it was funny because I'm like, what is, like, I know Fat Joe does, you know, he has hits. He has some hits. But I was like, that, like, Ja Rule was, was like king of the radio, like, literally. Pretty much. For, like, a good two or three years. Yeah. Like, heavy and rotation. He, he did so many collaborations, it was ridiculous, you know. And, he and, collaborated um, with so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing that was really the, the the end story, like even though we usually have a solid show when we have verses, but you know there's always going to be someone talking about the drama um, that happened the next day, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, supposedly Fat Joe um, was on the stage and he came on and he's like, you know, during the event after um, Lil Mo and and Vita, I know, you know, Vita was on a few tracks. I was like, she never popped off. Actually, side note, Vita was like, we thought she was going to pop off. She did some features and she never really 
move past being a featured rapper. I don't I mean, maybe she could have an album, but it never really doesn't seem like it took off. Mm-hmm. But he was on there calling Little Mo and Dita dusty, dusty bitches. Or dusty. Is that Joe said that? Yeah, dusty crack. I was like, are you sure? Is that really what he said? And, um,. He, but I kind of looked at the video again. I didn't see the full video. I just saw, you know, everything is a short clip, so you never know the full story. Right. But he was like, you know, he apologized the next day because Lil Mo was called it out on stage. But he was trying to play it off, like saying like he didn't, he didn't. He was joking. Yeah, he was. He was joking. He wasn't referring to them. Like he was talking about it in general. Like you know, Mm -hmm. because you know it's a competition, so people might get too into the theatrics i don't know i'm saying that with i'm saying that with some sarcasm yeah Uh, but i find that uh fat joe mm -hmm. he's one of those people who likes to call out certain things Mm -hmm. and then hide his hand when Mm -hmm. he gets caught doing it Mm -hmm. you know he likes to appear as though he's he's a really nice guy Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that he's not Mm -hmm. but he he he's that type that will throw out comments and throw out insults and then want to retract and act like oh no i i wasn't i didn't mean it like that and mm-hmm. i don't know why you guys took it like that you called them dusty like really not how else yet. am i supposed to perceive that competition or not you can still have respect mm-hmm. you know um even when we look at jeezy and um gucci Mane, mm-hmm. that battle that versus right there <laughs> could have really popped off and went left mm. But if they could have that street beef that was real mm-hmm. and, and, and still kind of hold our respect, I don't understand why we're saying dusty bitches and, and all of this. Like, I don't understand. Joker no joke. Yeah, I was disappointed. But, you know, they, they've been talking. It's been publicly discussed, and it seems like, okay, he's apologized a lot. and he Because you know how when um, the locks and um, Dipset had theirs, uh, they, everybody was saying, particularly um, the guy from the locks. Oh, what's his name now? Jadakiss? Jada, Jadakiss. I was thinking, I was thinking um, Jeezy, but I'm like, no, it's Jadakiss. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy, Jadakiss was like, the price went up. The price has gone up because obviously they killed their shows. So everybody, he's like, yeah, you're not just going to pay us no little, little money when we come and perform for you now because you see what we can do. So right? for me, when this happened with Fat Joe, I was like, no, Joe, this is not a good look. The price went down, 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 down. Right? Ain't nobody trying to see you right now with these type of vibes. Like, But what was nice is that Remy Ma... Yeah. came to his defense like nobody's business like, well, like Voltron they, well like, they're, they're tight they're tight and I actually, I understand like, that but she didn't mince no work like she was ready to take off someone's head for I that think man. Remy Ma's a pick me she's a pick me girl sorry um she's gonna always be on the side of a dude versus a woman um, but I, and I, and I should just get really pick me vibes from her so that's her friend so I get it but I was also like can you be quiet um, I, I get it. Remy Ma is going to do that. I'd be more surprised if she didn't do it. But I yeah, think in this case, she should have like, been quiet. Relax. <laughs> you want to fight this man's battle. He opened Yes, right? You see how it and looks? you're like his bulldog or something. Like, Exactly. Stop. That's what I don't like about it. The look of it is that it's like you're coming a little too hard. Yeah. You, what she could have done. What she could have done where it doesn't look like she's like literally like. I don't know. Like you said, it didn't. It looked weird. 
Um, she could just say like, you know, I know Joe and he's very thing and this and kept it like that. But like you said, she was like a bulldog. She was like on the attack. It's yeah, like, it's like calm down, girl. <laughs> but your anyway, boy was wrong. Go get your a, boy. It was you know, it's, I was sad to see that that negativity, but it was it looked like a great show, and I'm glad that Ja Rule was getting her his love. And it was clear everybody said he he killed it. Like Fat Joe struggled to keep up with him, and you know, in theory, I'm not surprised. Like Ja Rule just had so much. Like he was like killing radio until 50 cent ended his career and that's who i would have i would have wanted to see the verses with that's when i would have been ready lined up with my popcorn in hand to see that verses between that'd be too too scary kim didn't we say we were shaking on our boots when we saw jesus yes but they (laughs) they managed to get true they managed to get true i'd be a nervous wreck i don't think i can handle it i think that 50 is kind of he's let go of that no, 50, I'm not worried about. He's just going to laugh and and talk And, and Ja Rule is not in a position. No, but the people around him. Th- this is true. This is true. Um, but I would line up for that versus, let me tell you, because Fat Joe, when it came to Ja Rule, I was like, really, in terms of catalog? Nowhere, nowhere close. Nowhere close. And that's why it was harder for him to keep up. But if we went toe-to-toe with, like, 50 Cent and Ja Rule... Mm-hmm. That would be a show because 50 Cent has a lot of bops. He has a, he's on yep. the radio enough, enough. Yep. So in terms of catalog, you know, um, but I don't know if Ja Rule is mature enough for that. And I know for definite sure that 50 Cent is not mature enough for that. Oh, no. I personally so, don't think we're in a, I, I, that seems scary, like a scary concept. I think, like you said, catalog, they could go catalog for catalog. But I think in just real life, them as personalities and the history, I don't think we're there yet, but hopefully we'll get there. Um, I mean, it's the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, supposedly, um, you know, Ja Rule sent someone to kill 50. Oh. Supposedly, that was the rumor on the street. That some sort of deal went bad between Ja Rule and 50 Cent and mm-hmm. recording music or something. Mm-hmm. I think and... it was more with um, Ja Rule's manager. What's his name? The light-skinned guy. Irv Gotti? Yes. Yeah, it was it, so, Irv Gotti, yeah. So, so supposedly, supposedly, listeners, put that out there, supposedly Ja Rule had put the hit on 50. And that's why when 50 made it through after his nine bullets, mm-hmm. and he made it through, he made it a point to come at Ja Rule to say, I'm going to end your career. And he literally ended his career. And and if you really want, in terms of revenge, right, he, 51, because oh, clearly. he came after his pocket. You know, Ja Rule was thinking, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you, and then you won't be able to make music. But he didn't plan on him surviving. And when he did, not only did he come for him, but he came for his pocket. And ever since then, Ja Rule's career has been shit show all the way. <laughs> and so that 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 was the alleged rumor yeah, that was I want to say, street. let's say alleged, because, I, you know, I think I've heard so many stories. That's just one version of it. Um, but, uh, you know, because I always thought to myself, why is 50 coming for this man's head? Like I heard this story. It's, it's something around the deal, but it's more Irv Gotti because he was controlling things. But anyway, we don't want, that was a negative time in music. So it was, I'm glad that Ja Rule got his flowers and he got to highlight why he was on top of the music yes. charts back in his heyday. 
And um, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of them. All right, so that's headlines and music news. Let's get into our first segment, Lot of Mercy. Lot of Mercy. Okay, so in this segment, you know, we talk about news and stories where you just hear about them and you're like, you just like, la, Jesus, tech the wheel. Tech the wheel, As Jamaicans la. would say, la, da, mercy. And so this week we're talking about um, the recent news and up stories that have been coming from Del Rio, Texas, about yep. the Haitian migrants that have landed mm-hmm. up there. Um, you know, we saw images earlier this week um, highlighting, you know, pretty much the U.S. border control on horses with ropes and stuff trying to round up human beings <laughs> in 2021. Can you imagine? And this is, you know... In the midst of the night. Let's just put that out there. Mm, Let's yeah, start so rounding them up from the midst of the night. Yeah, they're rounding them up. So anyway, that was the first shocker that hit the news when he saw all these border control officers on horses with ropes trying to lasso human beings with ropes like I don't even know what that was. And so the next story that came out recently, which I didn't know, it wasn't an official news I saw this. I saw like people who were on the ground and people in the Haitian community online were talking about they've gone Mm -hmm. there. They were they all tried to flock and get the resources to go to Del Rio, Texas to provide hygiene products, clothes, help some of these these mm-hmm. people out. Obviously, they're refugees and they need some support in getting situated, right? And so some people were saying that on when they went there, there was like a huge decline in the amount. So in the news, we heard there was 14,000. And um, in the press conference, they had asked, you know, the the news, the White House or the White House's press secretary was saying that Haitians, there was a number of Haitians that were sent back to Haiti. But she only said there was 1,400. That's 1,400 out of 14,000. That's nothing. So there should have still been a massive amount of them. And then... You know, people want press more to find out, like, okay, that's you're not even accounting barely for the amount that are are not there. She said another thirty two hundred of them were moved from the encampment to uh, U.S. custody uh, customs, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's <clears throat> that's still that's still not even half. That's still not even half of those. People. A lie, shall lie. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's getting scary because we don't know. She she still hasn't really accounted. You know, actually, the, the news is saying that's about fifty four hundred that are not accounted for, and yet people, you know, everybody's being hush hush. It's very very strange. Um, and people in the community are 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 there trying to ask questions, but every border control is being very hush hush. Um, sad to see. It's sad to say because, you know, the argument is we just recent, not we, but the U.S. recent, well, Canada too, recently opened their, their doors to the Afghanis, Afghanistan people who are running away from obviously what's going on over there. And we have wide open arms and the U.S. has wide open arms. Not that they didn't have a choice. Well, they kind of had to have open arms because they caused that nonsense, you know? That's a yeah. double standard. There's a double standard. <clears throat> Definitely. It's sad to see. Um, but we and, clearly can mm-hmm. see the difference. What were you going to say? So what I was going to say was when I saw the updates on the Haitian people that are in Texas, mm-hmm. I wanted to say that the media is going to spin it however they want so that it doesn't look bad. Mm-hmm. But last week I had made a comment and I want to put it out there. <laughs> they had put an order 
for no aircrafts to fly over that area. And I said last week, why? And lo and behold, here we go. This we is are. why. Five, over 5,000 missing. Whenever you don't want something to be seen or to be televised, you have to wonder what's happening in the background. Mm -hmm. And when they can't account for 5,400 Black people in that location, something does not, something don't smell right here. Mm -hmm. Something don't seem right to me. And when they put that order and they got that order for no aircrafts to go over that area so quickly, it felt to me as though they need a, a tactic to remove these people at whatever cost. And they don't want the public to see whatever cost might mean. And we see police officers on horses, like they're calling in the Calgary, but like they're calling in the flipping cowboys mm -hmm. to come and wrangle people as though they're, they're cattle. Hmm. Um, and that was just what we were able to capture and to see. So when you don't have eyes on the ground and, 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 and I wanna say with social media and with the internet, it gives us access to everybody to know what's happening. But when you eliminate that access, it makes me very nervous. Mm -hmm. And that's what we saw, that's what we know. That's what we, we could see thus far of them you know, pretty much, you know, hurting people like cattle. And I could just imagine to remove the 3,200 or the 1,400 people, what they had to do. Now we have to take into consideration that the frontline workers, the immigration officers, they're, they're tired. Mm -hmm. They're tired. So their patience, their empathy is very limited. So I could just imagine what those Haitian people were seeing. Um, I know that they've seen horses, but not in this respect. To be treated like your cattle, hmm. you, you could only imagine their perspective when these police officers are on mounted horse coming after them with ropes and, 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 and like, it's just appalling. Yeah. Yep. It's appalling. And I that's just the tip of the iceberg because I'm sure we don't know what's really happening. Yeah. And, the, you know, the news only has so much of a perspective that they're willing to publicize to us viewers. And um, I did want to say prayers up to those people mm -hmm. that are out there. Um, I know why you're doing it. I understand why you're doing it. And... I, I really hope that God is in your presence and around you and keeping you as safe as possible with these people who are trying to round you up like cattle. It was really disappointing to see. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? I'm going to put something out there. You know, American people, their tolerance is, is real low as yep. of late. Oh yeah, very it's low. real low. <laughs> and so they might be you know, showing the world we have open arms to help this one and that one and the Afghanistan. Well, you, you damn well should help the people in Afghanistan. Yep. You damn well should. You're doing cleanup work, really, when you want to pose to the, to the rest of the world as though you're doing those people some sort of favor. You're the cause of that. You're doing cleanup and damage control so you don't look like complete assholes, to be quite honest. So, 
you know, why are we not extending that same um, empathy to these Haitian people? You know what I mean? Why? Because they don't have oil that you want? Like, I, I, like, I, I don't want to get too deep with that. But for me, uh, when you say, you know, they're opening up their arms for the Afghanistan. So my, my question would now be, mm-hmm. so where's the open arm for the Haitians? Where, where, where's the help? Where, where's the empathy at, at the very least? Empathy is not riding on a horse in nope. the middle of the night to capture people. That's mm-hmm. not being empathetic at all. Hmm. Um, I'm not saying that they should have right to just come into your country. I'm not saying that either, but there's a way to handle this in a humane that's way. more tactful. Yeah. And I just think that the American government needs to do something about that. You know, um, maybe aligning himself with Haiti and helping, you know, sending aid to them so that they don't have to try to come to Texas or the United States, you know, um, yeah, but anyhow, I don't want to get too deep with that on how I really feel about the United States when it mm-hmm. comes to immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, it, this just gives you an example of how they are when it comes to immigration issues. Um, I do understand that the, the frontline workers are burnt. They're almost burnt out, you know, and, I, and from a human perspective, I can get that. And I could get why they're doing it the way that they're doing it. They, they, there's thousands on top of thousands of people and not a lot of uh, immigrant workers or immigration officers to help in that process. I I understand, but there still needs to be a human aspect in this. There still needs to be humanity. Mm -hmm. They're not fleeing, okay, because there's some sort of a group that wants to take over their country. They're fleeing because they don't have any other choice. Yep. They have no leader to govern and to help to support the citizens of Haiti. And, and to make it worse, they just had a natural disaster. They've been having back-to-back natural disasters. Mm-hmm. So before they can even try to clean up and get back to something, it's taken all away again. So I feel like there needs to be more of a human, you know, some humanity here. And rounding them up like cattle is not being <laughs> humane in any sense of the word. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how I feel about that. Um, but I pray for those people over there. Um, we can sit tight in Canada in our nice homes and stuff like that and have running water and not have to worry, you know, too, too much about too many things. But these people are already their country is considered a third world country already. Mm-hmm. So they, they've had hit after hit after hit. And unfortunately, the only thing that they can think of is we need to get out of here. If we're going to survive, we need to get out of here. We need to find, you know, refuge somewhere else. So um, I just hope that those officers and the people that are dealing with them have some grace and some mercy on these people because what would you do if you were in their shoe just have to think of it that way you know when you're detaining them what would you do if it was reversed so we're gonna move on listeners 
We're gonna move on to the call out. It's the call out. It's time for the call out. Here is where we turn to each other and we put each other into the hot seat, asking each other questions, you know, about whatever. And so my question to you is, because we were talking a little bit earlier about Gabrielle Union Mm -hmm. and her situation with her man, now husband. My question to you is, tell me two deal breakers in a relationship and why. Two deal breakers... Okay, um, I want you to start off. <laughs> okay, my top at the top is cheating. Okay. I'm not about it. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm not the girl that's going to go through your phone. I'm not the girl that's going to go through your emails and hunt you down and watch you like a full-time job. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. So if we don't have trust where you can be about yourself and do your, and I can trust that you are loyal and dedicated to our relationship, then there's nothing, we don't have nothing. I'm not losing sleep. I'm not going to stop eating. I'm not losing hair. I'm not stressing out, getting wrinkles for no man. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so cheating is my top of top. Okay. Um, the second is tied. And I'll, and I, let me explain. So any sort of abuse. Yes. Yeah. Any sort of abuse. I, I don't give a shit what it is. Um, if you want to bring me down in any way, whether it's, you know, uh, verbal abuse or physical abuse, mm-hmm. either which way, if you're trying to bring me down instead of lifting me up, that's a deal breaker. But that is also tied with now, listeners, don't come for me, okay? <laughs> Unemployment. <laughs> now, why do I tie abuse and unemployment? Yeah. <laughs> Hear me out, okay? I tie it because you not going out there to hustle and expecting me to take care of your ass is abuse. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna show nobody tells me. Financial abuse. It's financial abuse. Don't hear why. Hear hear me out. Because unfortunately, there are men. I'm not it doesn't matter what race you are, okay? There are men who see that a woman is very focused. She has a good head on her shoulders. She's going in a good direction. She wants more for herself and for her life. And they will attach themselves like a leech. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. to that particular woman, so that they can have it easy. And I, in my eyes, that is somewhat of abuse, because why should I have to carry you? Why should I? Tell me, you're a grown man. I'm a grown woman. We're not talking about little kids here. Okay, we're talking about grown people. So if I'm grown and I'm getting up every day and I'm going out to a job, okay. And I'm busting my tail to bring home money for, you know, our household. You should be doing the same. Yep. Now, if you make less than me, I don't really care. Mm -hmm. As long as you have a job, as long as you are getting up to go to a job, you know, I know with this pandemic, I'm working from home more now. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I still get up every morning and I still have to clock in and I still clock out and I still do my job. 
You understand? So there should be no reason why I'm the only one holding us financially. Now, here's what, if we're in a relationship and you had a job and you lost your job, then I will carry it without a doubt. I don't give, I will, I will ride with my man. I'll make sure he's taken care of because I know that he has ambition mm -hmm. and motivation and he's just fallen on a hard time. I'll stand with you. I'll rock with you. But when it becomes, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch video games all day. Nah, 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 nah. nah. <laughs> and the, the, the dishes aren't done. The laundry can't do. I have to come home and cook myself some food. Nah, boss. <laughs> I'm not up for it. Because that's when you've lost that ambition and that motivation. And I can't work with that. Yeah. I, I can't work with that. If Fair you're enough. the type of man that is ambitious and motivated, you will find a job. You will. And you're willing to take what you can until you can get where you need to go. So that kind of man, I'm willing to work with. But the mm -hmm. one that thinks that he's just going to attach himself to my financial gain or to my financial hustle, you know, no, that's a that's abuse. That's abuse. That is you're, that's a real thing. It's called economic abuse. Why should I have to for real? Why why should I have to while well, you get to live nicely? Mm -hmm. You know? And and on top of that, as a man, why would you want to see that? You know, you're okay with me get up here in the no, winter yeah, I, that would affect the relationship because after ah. a while you would be you would lose respect and, and attraction eventually you'd be like the man the man my husband or my common law he's here we're living together trying to to make it through life and he's okay with me hustling like, getting up every morning to go face the elements yeah nah. no You're not no thank bad. you listen no, thank it's you. a different thing if you come into a relationship and i can see that you're that type of man that's motivated yeah has ambition he's has drive just like me he's just falling on hard times those are the those are the men that i don't mind helping i don't yeah. mind working true with you understand mm -hmm. but it's when you think that I'm going to take up the financial burden. And that also extends to baby fathers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll yep. Go there. Mm -hmm. It extends to baby fathers for me. There should be no reason why one parent is footing all the bill. Hell no. None at all. So for me, when we have a child, we're both equally responsible for the maintenance and, and, and growth of that child. Now, if you, again, if we're together, we have a child and you fall on hard times, I will hold you down. However, if you think that three months, six <laughs> months, a year is going to pass and your ass is sitting in front of the damn video games, veteran, <laughs> child or no child. Okay. <laughs> we have a problem, Houston. We have a problem. Okay. So... Those are my two. Okay. What are yours? Mm -hmm. Ooh, wow. You really schooled me on that one. Um, so for me, I guess what, and when I think about it, if I really think about it, I think, I feel like I, I the same, I would start with abuse, mm -hmm. any type of abuse, like you mentioned, emotional, physical, any even economic, all of those abuses, 
uh, unacceptable, complete, like, I just literally, my, my spirit will revolt against you after that, like, just yeah. literally, I can't, some people find, you know, we hear stories where women, it's hard, because they're, you know, they've been with the person for a long time, they have a codependent no. relationship, no, I'm sorry, the minute you do that, you can't be my person, you can't be my person if you can lift up your hand on me, and I haven't, especially Love if I haven't, hurt. yeah, no, shouldn't, it shouldn't, everybody keep that in mind, it shouldn't, it seems, it seems like that when you're young, but like as a grown and a mature and a good healthy relationship, no, it shouldn't, right? And so that that's first. And then second, I I don't know if lying falls into cheating, but I'm more lying. I would say more lying about anything important. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. Like, cause I feel like cheating is like to me, it's like terrible, and it's like a, it's a form of emotional abuse too. I think, but. Mm-hmm. Cheating Definitely. is like, it's like, to, when I think about it, it's like one of those things where it's so hard. It's like, so, I don't know. It's like, it would be hard for you, uh, uh, people to go throughout their life, especially mm-hmm. without cheating. Although people do it, but I feel mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's, it's really hard. So it, that could be on the list, but that wouldn't be my top two. Mm-hmm. So my top two is abuse and lying about something major. Well, I asked a, I asked a friend of mine mm-hmm. the same question. And she gave me an interesting answer that I just wanted to briefly mention. Mm -hmm. So the first one was cheating, but the other one was lack of attention. Ooh, that's a form of abuse. And I was like, really? Yeah, that's a form of abuse. Well, let's discuss that then. Mm -hmm. And so the perspective that she was coming from was, you know, as a grown up, you, you understand that other things take precedent, you know, mm-hmm. you have to go to work. I can't be on your jock when you're at work. You know what I mean? Um, you know, there's taking care of home. You have responsibilities in your house. You have to keep your house clean and ting on ting there, you know, our household chores or whatever. There's an understanding that there's going to be other things that take precedent. Yeah. However, when you have that free that free time, it should be with the person you love. So why I had to go further into this with my friend was that I said, but what if you're living together? Yeah. Right? Like you're in a relationship. No, you need to be. You need you're to living be. together. You're up each other's backside anyway. Yeah. Right? So she's like, no. Lack of attention is... Not saying I look beautiful today. Okay. Not walking past me and not even good morning. Ooh, um, that's abuse. That's emotional abuse. You know, so she was she was saying so or or things like, you know, um, every now and then tell me I'm beautiful or mm-hmm. uh, or to just you know do something out of the norm for mm-hmm. me yeah. or to um, show me that affection and that time. Yeah, I see thought. what she's saying. I see what she's saying. Yep. Right. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, because, you know, relationships, you know, after you pass a certain point, you know, usually it's around that five year mark. Once you pass that five year mark, you know the person, they yeah. know you, and they know what makes you happy. And when you're in a relationship, you should try to want to make that other person happy, not to the extent where you lose yourself. Mm-hmm. Not to that degree, but if if your girl likes to hear she's beautiful, 
what what's it to you to say it every now and then yeah you don't lose anything to you don't that. lose anything if anything you gain more because now she's happy and she's like yes you're gonna have some of the kitty tonight <laughs> hey, you know yes. what i'm saying yeah like if anything it's a it's a it's a plus right yes exactly and she was saying that you know when you're in a relationship so things start to get routine and predictable and and stuff like that so having those moments of attention even the small things, yeah. you know, like if you know my favorite chocolate bar and you're out on the road, you get my favorite chocolate bar or something and yeah. you bring it home and say, hey, baby, I thought about you today. Here's your O. Henry. Those are the small things that count. Yeah. This is attention that she's saying. This is the attention, you know, that they're giving you. Even when they're not with you, they still have you on their brain. But it's when that they lack that and that they don't want to give you that. And when it almost like you're two ships in the night passing each other. It's a problem. Mm, it's a definite terrible. problem. And her problem was that she needs to have that affirmation from her partner. She needs to know that her her partner still finds her attractive, still finds her, you know, um, you know, intellectual or you know, just, just wants to spend that time and affection with her. It's not, it's not like, you don't understand that life takes place first, but when you have that moment in life to show me you care and that you love me, why not? And when you, when you don't want to do it, it's, you start to wonder, Yep. Fair you know? Enough. And so for her, it's like, it's like almost a sign that your attraction to each other is faded and it's gone. So for her, that's a deal breaker because when you're no longer, she needs that spice. She needs that attraction. She needs that affection and that love and that thought yeah. process and that attention. Moving on. <laughs> no, yeah, that, was a so, good, that was a good question. So keeping with the theme of, um, we, you know, we were, we were discussing Gabriel Union's book and her tumultuous and public relationship with Dwayne Wade. I was going to ask, my question to you was, are, are there any circumstances where you would have taken Dwayne Wade back in that st scenario, in that story? We all know the story. So we know she took him back and we're like, huh, bitch, why? So for you, we know there's lots of reasons why she shouldn't take him back. Is there a reason why you would take him back? Mm, mm. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Obviously, let me let you ruminate. It was Please, my question. Let me. Let me. Let me uh, let I mean, me, I didn't me really simmer. give. I didn't really give it much thought. But let me, because it's my question. I should try and and fight through it and figure it out. I think. I think like any relationship, no matter whether it's public or private, we know when you invest so much of yourself like you take a chance and you're vulnerable and you decide like this is going to be your person and you let down your guard and you just pour so much into the relationship and maybe even the person it really shouldn't just be the person it should be the the the, the relationship of you too but yeah. you you pour so much into it right and you 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 know you battle through every emotion together and and you know whatever your your ups and downs your your joys and your sorrows during that time so for me, I hate to say it, but I think as long as there was direct and full accountability and then knowing like all those things I described to you of what you've mm -hmm. poured into, if you've poured so much of yourself mm -hmm. 
into a relationship, I feel it deserves you giving it a fight, a fighting chance. Although this is major. Don't get me wrong. This is major. I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. this is hypothetical. I don't know in real life, but I feel like the circumstance is two things mm-hmm. is obviously if you, if this is something that you've, you've invested so much of yourself into, you've never been this way with somebody and you're already in your, you know, for whatever reason you decided this is my person and you, you went forward with it. And then the accountability, if there's like direct accountability for what the person has done, they realize mm-hmm. that they realize the pain that they cause and embarrassment. Like if I could feel and mm. understand that, like mm. I truly feel like you know what you've done and, and what you've done to me and our relationship, then perhaps, perhaps I can give it a perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> You're better than me. <laughs> okay. What are you saying, Kim? Hell no. Kick his ass to the curb. What you mean? Let me tell Simple you. Simple as that, right? Kick his ass to the curbs. Simple as that. Well, you I'm know not what? even mincing words. That kind of fits with your question because we both said your number exactly, one thing is right? your number and one thing is cheating. So there's no thinking about it. No, there's no thinking about it. But here's here's where it takes my question to the next level, and why I say hell to the no, <laughs> is because a peace of mind is priceless. You yes, see me? It's true. Yeah. A peace of mind is priceless. A few episodes ago. I had said one thing that I am working on heavily is keeping my mind in check. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the type of woman, like I just said, to go through phone, to go through, 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 through email, mm-hmm. to, 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 to track you down, to hunt you down like a dog. I'm not doing <laughs> it. I'm not doing it. A peace of mind is priceless. And in this situation, particularly with Gabrielle, is that I would have said no. Mm-hmm. And if God wanted us to be together, we would come back together mm-hmm. yep. after time and growth and healing and a lot of healing on my end. Mm-hmm. Um, but the answer is hell's to the no, okay. because there's nothing like a peace of mind in a relationship. Now I'll say that because in my past relationships, I didn't always have a hundred percent peace of mind. This is the first time in my life in almost, you know, how many years I've been dating since I was like 14, 15 years old Mm -hmm. that I've actually had a full peace of mind. This is why when Jeannie Mai said she actually feels safe, I knew exactly what the hell she was talking about. Okay. She didn't have to think twice. She doesn't have to wonder. And not having to think about those things can help your relationship. I like monogamy. I am the type of person that likes to have monogamous relationships. I've always been in long-term relationships. That's just how I flex Mm -hmm. because the longer and the more healthy my relationship is, I find the exploration is so amazing. Yes. What you can do together when you're monogamous and you're in a solid relationship it's like, there's so many memories I've built with my fiance that I wouldn't trade for the world. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, it's because we have monogamy, we have trust, we have, you know, there's times where my past has come up in my relationship now and we work on it and I struggle yeah. through it and I pray to God. However, 
having that peace of mind already instilled in my relationship, I would not give it up for the world. And mm -hmm. if it's broken, I'm sorry, brah, you're done. And Ooh. in disrespect, it's not like you went out with your boys one night, got pissed drunk and go sex up a girl. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. You had a full blown person, Brenton. You Ooh. had not only that, but we were trying desperately. Mm. I wanted to give you a baby and you, we, NASA <laughs> in a work zone. I'm sorry. She's yeah. better than me. Yeah. Gabrielle Union, kudos to you, girl. Kudos but I know for a fact, and women, we like to say that it doesn't bother us when we go back, but it does. And I'll tell you why. She said it herself. If I was the different type yep, of woman. She said it. So that means it's depth on your mind. It's something you've thought about in great depth. It's every now and then when he doesn't answer your phone calls, it comes up in your brain. Hmm. So I don't want that. And so I would rather let you go, let you go and go on mm -hmm. than to stay in that, that space. There was a girl I talked to a long time ago. I'm not going to mention her name. Mm -hmm. You, you probably, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, mm. but she married a man that only wanted to come here for his papers is mm. me. And for the first five years of their marriage, she was constantly on his phone, texting him on his social media, um, pretty much begging him. Don't go out tonight. Stay with me. That sounds you know, stressful. She was doing everything under the sun mm -hmm. to watch this man. And mm. to this day, he has cheated on her and she's still married to him. Mm -hmm. She is already in a position where she was losing hair. Ooh. She was losing sleep. Damn. She was looking old. <laughs> okay. Because her mind was so focused on this man that yes. nothing else mattered to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not even her appearance. You see me? <laughs> and this face right here, Nasha. <laughs> I didn't drink all this water nope. to have man come put wrinkles. You <laughs> man, I don't have time for it. So the answer to your question is no. I would have left his ass right then, That's and fair. it almost sounds like she's regretting the fact that she didn't leave. Yeah, because a part of what she said, it almost makes you feel or make you believe that in her mind. She was thinking, if I did leave, what kind of woman would I have been? Exactly. And you know what? I think she's thinking, looking back, like she said, she's now old, ten, uh, at least, well, not 10 years older, but about that, like maybe eight years older than that since that situation happened. And, you know, she's gone through a lot of healing and therapy and she's looking at that decision and seeing a weaker version of herself. That's, that's what I get. I, I don't. You know, maybe I shouldn't say weaker, but she's, I'm just going to say weaker because she feels that the wisdom and knowledge and sense of self that she has now, she wouldn't have done that. So there was a weakness, even though she's happy now, there was a moment in that there was a feeling in her that led her to make that decision. And she, she kind of, obviously she regrets that. I don't think she regrets him, but she regrets that she wasn't strong enough or mentally strong enough to have a, see a better worth in herself. Right. So what I wanted to add uh, to my question that I asked you was when I, when I mentioned cheating, now I just wanted to go into that real brief so we can move on. But mm -hmm. I think that there's a difference with cheating when you're married 
and cheating when you're not married. Okay. And I'll tell you why. If you have a relationship with someone and you're not yet married, mm-hmm. you're single. My daddy told me when I was a little girl <laughs> that unless you are married, you are single. So unless you actually say, I do walk down aisle, exchange rings and all of that, you are single. Mm-hmm. So she was in a single position where she could have dipped, okay? And gone about she business and see how things was going. But instead she stayed. And not only did she stay, but she got married to him. Mm-hmm. And then turned around and tried to give him a baby, you know, had a baby with him. When you're married now, okay, being that I am Christian, I feel that marriage is a very serious thing for me. Now, don't don't get this misconstrued with, oh, well, because you're married, you can go out there and have all the affairs that you want. No. But I feel like there's a different, um, there's a different trying. Yeah, I, I see that. Do. Yeah, obviously, if you if you both are mature and committed enough to, to get married, yeah, I feel like and, the level And there's of... obviously a difference in situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go out there and you just, you know, we parted whatever in our marriage. We had a break or we had a, a point where we need to separate. And you go out there and go have sex with some random woman or whatever and you admit it to me and we work through it and like you said before total accountability we both sit down you know and get counseling to see why and how come i can work past that when i'm married only when i'm married because marriage is a serious thing and i think it's a covenant that you're making with god so you don't just dash the person away in that respect. But if you have a full blown relationship with somebody else and we're married, it's a wrap. Cause you never really wanted to be married. Mm-hmm. You never really wanted to be monogamous. Yeah. You never really, you are giving me a, a false dream. Okay. And I'm not willing to work by that false dream. I deal with reality. That's all I know how to deal with. Okay. So it's different if you're having a full-blown relationship with some chick over here on the side and you have her as wifey number two and you have me as wifey number one. No, we don't do step, uh, uh, sister wife. We're not, we're not do them thing, eh? <laughs> the wife thing. So we're going to have to split and call it a day, okay? In her situation, she definitely had an opportunity to change things around. And I think she's regretting some of her decisions that she made back then. Um, yes, she is a different woman now. Yes, she's in a rela- uh, marriage with this man and has a child with him now. And they're happy. You know, but my suggestion to those out there who are not happy, you're not married, he stepped out on you and had a full blown child. You need to get to step in. You need <laughs> to move. You need to kick his ass to the curb and keep moving. Yep. I know it's, it's easier said than done. But sometimes you have to do the hard things to get where you need to go. So That's what I have to say about that. So now we're going to go, listeners, into the workout. Workout. This is where we work out our hearts and exercise our mental fitness and do a deep dive discussion into issues that impact us, uh, you know, our culture in the last few weeks. And so one topic that I wanted to talk about today, Wendy Williams, are you okay? Mm. How you doing? 
Yeah, what is going on? I don't know what's happening with Wendy. She's going through a lot. Yes, that's But in the last week or so, we've seen different um, reports that she's not having a good time. She has COVID. Mm-hmm. And she's struggling with that as also she's struggling with her mental state because it's been um, said that she has checked herself into an institution to get some mental help. Wendy Williams has gone through a lot in the last year. I would say even the last two years. Yeah. You know, um, her husband of 20 plus years, she knew about it, but it was publicly displayed and you know the people that don't like wendy came for her you know and he had a 10-year relationship with this woman it wasn't a side fling Mm -hmm. this was a full-blown relationship slash common law Mm -hmm. yeah she had a baby the outside chick the, the, the side chick piece she had a baby her husband is now gone off with her. They're divorced. Her son is off at, you know, university and, you know, doing his thing. Young man trying to make his way in life. Yeah. Her mom passed away. Mm-hmm. And she has continuously over her career expressed her battle with drugs and different substances. Yeah. So at this point, Wendy, are you okay, girl? Mm, Because the pictures I'm seeing of you, how they have you out here in these streets. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, I would say, you asked the question, I think it's safe to say, after all the long laundry list of issues that she's gone through in the past two years, she's clearly not okay. Not okay. She is on the rocks. Like she, she is, is on the ropes. She going is, through it. She is going through it. And I I want to say, like, you know, everybody's talking about this. And I, I just want to give Wendy her flowers. I think, you know, I, I watched the Wendy movie. I saw a little bit of the documentary that they did this summer. Mm. I think, like you said, because of her career, she's had a lot of negative relationships. She, she, she made a career out of saying a lot of negative things and spreading a lot of negative yeah, rumors she sure and, did. and starting beefs. And I acknowledge that. But she, she created a brand out of that. She gave herself a, a over 20, 25-year-old career on radio and now she is like one of the top and she, you know, for the past 10 years or so, I'm not sure how long her show has been on air, but definitely going on. Almost around, about 10 years. About I think this is time. the 10th season. Yeah. Think, so yeah. almost about that now. Oh no, it's a third. Okay. I just saw it here. 13 season. So look at that over 10 years. Wow. And she's had one of the number one TV shows in daytime. So I just want to give Wendy her flowers and this is unfortunate, but I think she should have taken a break, but sometimes we see with celebrities, especially when they, you know, their job or what they do pays a lot of people's bills and, Mm -hmm. and, and paychecks. They are under enormous above average pressure to deliver. But Mm -hmm. I really wish and hope that there are people close to her. Unfortunately, her mother has passed. Her, mm-hmm. her, her brother seems to be a snake because he, he, after the He's monster, a snake in the grass. Can't trust him. Yeah, he's a snake because he's gone out in the media and said a lot of negative things about Wendy. So obviously, he they don't have the best relationship. 
And I think the sad part is she's not okay. And it doesn't look like there's anyone there to kind of give her a break. And I think once, once, especially what happened with her husband, um, you know, when they divorced, she was doing press, she was doing, she was everywhere. And she looked to me, she seemed very unstable. She didn't even like, we know people were talking about drugs, whatever it is, I don't, drugs, mental, something mm -hmm. is definitely wasn't okay. I haven't seen her recently. I actually, they announced that she was out. I saw her. Dead pictures released this week. They're pushing her in a wheelchair, and she just looks completely out of it. She looks completely out of it. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I'm praying for Wendy. Wendy's not okay, and I think um, we need to really um, pray for her. We need to pray for. I, her. And I do pray for her. And I I want to start the same by saying my personal opinion. She's an awesome journalist on the culture. Yes. You know, and I'm going to give her her flowers because mm -hmm. she got it out the mud. Yep. She got it out the mud and she turned her, her, she turned it into an empire. Yes, exactly. Okay. And kudos to you, black woman. Kudos to you. However, what I will say about Wendy is she's a workaholic first. Mm, yeah. You could see that. Yeah everything else falls after she's a workaholic because with the passing of your mom, I'm going to, I'm not even going to talk about her waste man of a ex-husband. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk <laughs> about him yeah. because she kind of knew what was popping. She knew what was happening. She had her woman intuition and she's had time to be at one with that. You understand? But when your mom passed away, bro, that's when I think you should have taken some time off because I think her mom was a source of strength for her. Mm -hmm. um, maybe even a sounding board to keep her kind of in check a bit. And that's a big loss. Yeah. It's your mom, you know, and I don't, so I, so why I put workaholic before all the other holics that she has in her past is you didn't take that time nope. and you needed that time. You needed that time. And yes, I understand your, your brother's a snake. I understand that, but you, that was even more reason why you should have taken the time because your family is falling apart after the loss of your mom. And I think she should have really taken some time for herself to just regenerate her mind to have her moment of grief, you know, to grieve and, and, and of sorrow and of loss and then move on. You know, uh, I don't think she did that. No, she didn't. She just kept working. Workaholic. Because when we see Wendy over her career, we can tell that her job was the forefront of everything she did. Mm -hmm. It was every part of her was her job. And, you know, her having this uh, drug habit and stuff like that, it could have started out for one reason, but it kept going for another. And being in the, in, in the industry, you know, starting out where she started out, she had access, like nobody's business. Yeah. But I felt like the one strong, you know, uh, abuse that she had in her life was working because she didn't never take the time 
to heal herself properly. And it's okay to let your fans know what's popping after you heal. She went on the show at one point in time and when she was in the safe house, uh, the halfway house, the sober house, the sober living, she is broadcasting this on our show. Yeah. You know, and it's like every part of her, her of her a facet of her life revolved around her job. And it's sad to see her in this position, but I hope that she understands. Your name is Wendy Williams. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not ever gonna go nowhere. You will always be you. Your show can take a pause. Yep. Those people go on unemployment. I don't give a shit. Go on unemployment for the <laughs> two, you to be two months. I don't know. Do what if you gotta they wanna, do. If they want to continue to be successful for you, they need you to be in your best mental state. And therefore want you to take the time away from your job yep. and not focus on your job. You know? Yep. So I think, you know, it's clear that Wendy Williams is not okay, okay based on this, what we've seen, what we've heard. Um, but I pray I, for her though. Yeah, I really do. And I think this, th- this is major. The fact that her show launch um, had to be pushed. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people who, who really need to rally around her and they will, because if they want more longe- longevity, like you said, they need to be invested in her mental Yeah, but health. do it for the right reasons, not for right. a paycheck. Yeah, know? but you know, the reality is, we know what the reality at the end of the day, right? I, so, I do understand the reality of it, though. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to rally behind her and around her, let it be genuine. Because at this point in this woman's career, she, she can weed out, she, she can sift out those who are there mm-hmm. because they're worried about their paycheck and those that actually care. Yeah. Okay. I don't so think there's a lot of people do that, that care. I suggest be real and be very intentional about everything that you're doing, not just for a paycheck. Yes, I understand. She helps to pay a lot of people. A lot of people rely on her. But if she's gone tomorrow, guess what? Yeah. You don't have no job. Period. So if you're if you're gonna do it, do it from your heart. Mm-hmm. And those people out there, and I like what I wanted to point out was. This woman doesn't have no real friends. No, clearly. She doesn't. Okay. And it's sad that she allowed her job to take over her the rest of her life, the different facets of her life. And have grace for this woman. I understand Wendy Williams and her mouth. Okay. She got on so many shows, so many before she even had a talk show. Okay. She on the radio bashing a whole lot of people, putting a whole lot of people's business out in the street, but this woman is going through it and we have to have some grace and mercy for her because I would hate to see anything happen to her because she is a pioneer in, in, in her lane and in her field of, of journalism. She has opened doors and for a lot of people. So let's just have mercy from, from, from Miss Wendy Williams here, please, people. Okay. 
She's going through it enough. What I do want to say, because I saw um, there was a, I don't remember exactly what the, the text or the uh, post was, but him, her, her ex-husband and his ting, his side chick, have things to say to her, uh, to Wendy Williams. And one of them was they told her that health, that she needs to be healthy and that health is, is very important and stuff like that. You two are not really in a position to be giving this woman any advice. You're not in a position to be saying anything or commenting on any part of her life because you two helped this to happen. You helped and assisted in her demise. So for her ex-husband and his side chick, I don't even like to say her damn name. Her <laughs> side chick, both of you need to take several seats and shut the hell up because nobody asked you for your opinion. Um, stop trying to still make money off of this woman, even through her hardship. Um, because the husband, the ex-husband, Kevin or Calvin or whatever his name is, and the side chick decided to post something in regards to Wendy and, and how she's doing. And I just want to tell them, you know, you were, you were a part of the cause. Mm -hmm. of this woman's you know hardship so how about you just take several seats and shut the hell up because nobody wants to hear what you got to say and stop trying to take stop trying to make money off of this woman still you know just go about your business um wendy williams if you ever hear this episode that we have here miss wendy we do love you we hope for the best for you, you're in our prayers. You will make it through. You are strong. Hold on to God. Hold on to him. Hold on to him tight. Because right now is a trying time in your life. And we can all see that. And I know I was being a little, you know, uh, facetious earlier by saying, how you doing? <laughs> we know how you're doing, Wendy. We see it. Mm. Stop pretending, call a spade a spade. Go take your time, go sit down someplace and really hold on tight to God because you have a lot of healing to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you might not think that you do, Wendy, but you do. You have a whole lot. And I do, I hope you do hear this episode of ours one day. You know, I hope you do because we do, we're rooting for you. Yep. Um, we are rooting for you. We're hoping for the best. Please take this time. Take the time that you need. Okay. I don't care if they want to call it COVID that you have COVID or whatever. I don't care what they want to do, how they want to spin it on the show, but take the time you need it. Your, your, your mental stability is craving some time on a positive note. God is good. Everyone. He's good and he has nothing but good in store for you. Mm -hmm. So hold on tight to him. He will help you through the darkest of times and he will show you the silver lining and the rainbow to come. So uh, with that being said, everybody, we hope that your hearts and minds were activated on this week's show. Whether you lead with your heart or your mind, stay passionate, everyone. Stay thoughtful.
We'll talk to you next week. Bye.